Welcome to the Born and Raised Audio Experience. Presented by Onyx. Well, yeah, so so in the spirit of my favorite um, sitcom character, well, maybe not my favorite sitcom character, but uh, one of, someone I, um, I admired greatly, uh, Frank Costanza, um, for, we'll, we're going to kind of in the theme of Festivus start this show with the airing of grievances, um, and, and let's just bitch a little bit about 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 Skype and technology a little bit. Uh, Trent, you you guys have been doing this for a while um, in, in all types of formats. Have you ever like consecutively speaking? How many times does Skype actually work? I don't. I can't even answer that. It's like, <laughs> how many times has it not? Would be the better question. And, and well, I can't blame Skype honestly, because like, or, or there's another one that I got on the other day. It's a whole different platform. I can't even remember what it was called. But anyway, it, I, it didn't work. We ended up just doing the phone thing pretty much. And and anyway, I'm not saying it was the, the program. It was probably just probably just me. Yeah, I mean, we're all monkeys here, right? But uh, we're working it out uh, between Skype, Zoom, and everything that's going on. Um, it's interesting. Uh, but but technology is something that seems to be inescapable. inescapable. And, uh, uh, you know, the the thing that's also going around now, it looks like, I don't know if it's technology-wise, but um, all, everybody's doing these old face pictures. Um, and, in fact, I was going to avoid it completely until I saw uh, – all the hunters jumping on board with it too. Um, I have to say, seeing these uh, gripping grins and guys hitting the trails, it, it it's hilarious to be honest with you. Um, oh. But but it's fun when it works, right? The technology. Yeah, no, it's it's like where did we do without it before? You know, we, before to call mom and dad, we had to use the payphone, right? That's, that's right, or just be home by dark, or you're grounded. Yeah. Or you're done. Yeah. No but uh, it, with all serious, I do have um, a bit of an airing of grievances with you. And this is our second show. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I wanted to reach out because uh, I really liked your guys' YouTube series um, on on getting started with, with uh, elk hunting, how you, you walk everybody through pretty much picking your steak, getting tags, and then, then taking care of the meat. But w- when you guys were rolling through your – your your western your western states you guys you guys didn't include washington it seems like washington just doesn't washington just doesn't want to get doesn't get doesn't get the love or uh why not include washington in the western states because of king county (laughs) (laughs) oh i've heard that so many times it's just like you have talked to people oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah you know because you know i go to a lot of shows and stuff like that and i get to get blessed by being able to talk to a lot of people and awesome half of them are like man why don't you go to washington you got you got or come to washington you know like most everybody if you've been from there that's what they'll say and then they think about it and they're like well that's true washington it's not very good it kind of sucks that's <laughs> what their next line almost almost all of the time is so um no it was one that was on the map this year actually we looked at it and talked about it and um anyway just this year didn't make the cut but it's definitely on our on our radar one of these days i'd love to go up the whole coast just one of our goals 
and uh, Roosevelt hunting, try to try to harvest a Roosevelt in every state and go and end it off at Alaska. So, oh, very cool. One of these days, yeah, one of these days we'll we'll definitely have to do that. Well, I can make a bit of a sales pitch now. I didn't kill an elk or harvest an elk this past weekend, but uh, we were out at Orcas Island and I had quite an adventure. We uh, we wanted to see the orcas, so um, actually, rather than get a whale watching trip. I got a private fishing charter, and what ended up happening was, oh sweet! It was pretty. It was pretty cool. Rather than just see the orcas, um, we saw the orcas. Then on the way back in to to find the salmon spot, we ran into a humpback whale. And then after catching, oh. then after catching our salmon, we pulled up the Dungeness crab traps and had us a, a bit of a feast. So, look, man, there's there's lots to be done here in Washington, right? I'll make that a little sell. Plus, oh, plus it's beautiful up that coast. So, um, uh, as as soon as Washington gets on your guys' map, uh, uh, I think we'll you'll, you'll have some excited folks here. I know I know it's pretty tough. Do you, does that have something to do with the whole East West thing and ju- and just the just the rules and you know I mean it, it's managed interesting. Um, but I'd like any some of it is it. I would say a little bit of that. Just just your seasons are different too. Gotcha. They're they're just as far as dates wise, and then travel. A lot of times, I want to hit like Colorado and Wyoming. I want to hit Wyoming the first. I've always had better luck early in Wyoming, and and if if we draw a tag in Wyoming, which we did this year, we got three of them. But um, I, and that's a long jaunt from. Washington to not that we haven't done an all day, you know, road trip before, but it's just one of those things where it's logistically, it just didn't really pan out. And, and honestly, I don't have a lot of knowledge of the state yet. Sure. So it's one of those things where it's like, uh, do we throw our eggs in that basket and hope for the best? Or do we try to do something that we have a little bit more history with, you know? So, yeah, Jeremy, the seasons are pretty short. I mean, this year in particular, what are we, uh, September 7th through the 19th? Uh, I think the 20-something, right? Or maybe it is the 19th. It's usually about 12 days. They limited yeah, us. And, it, it, and Trent, you're right. It's right smack dab in the perfect times of the year for all the other states. I never even thought about that. Yeah, it's so kind of, if you're going to do Washington, it's not like I can – you know, bounce just a few days here and then a couple of days in Colorado and then a couple of days. You're pretty much invested. You are pretty much. Yeah, exactly. In. Yeah. So, so no, that makes sense. I mean, plus, I mean, it's interesting, you know, you got to pick East West, then the seasons are different and then you have early season, late season, then uh, three different seasons based on the, the firearm you're going to use. Um, Washington complicates things, but of all your review of all the western states, if somebody was just itching to roll east or just jump in one state, um, the easiest state, the one that if you're just going to roll into um, and I just want to hunt, I just want to cross the border and go, um, uh, which one's going to make it the easiest for you, at least research and and one that's going to get you into a tag and and, uh, the quickest? Of all the western states, you mean? Yep. Yeah, so your pick right off the bat is going to be Colorado. That's going to be the number one. There's so many people going to Colorado this year. I'm scared to even drive through the state. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I get emails uh, every day like, man, you guys inspired me to go hunting. I'm going to Colorado. I'm going to Colorado. Mm. And we're talking a bunch of people, which is great. That is so awesome. But if you look at Colorado, I mean, you're looking at the biggest state, 
and the, and you're looking at the it's got more elk populations than any other state in the west um it's it's got a lot of opportunity and then if you look all around the state it's not like a you know a certain band of mountains that you know okay there's elk here and most of the rest of it's desert you know it's got a lot of diversity as far as all around the state so there's a lot of different places that you can go and um, and spread out so i i mean it's got to be it's got to be colorado for that very cool and the process well, and i think also sure. they have just a over the counter you can and you can do it any day of the week awesome yeah, and it's got about a 20-25% success rate where if you're in Washington or Oregon or wherever, it's about 10. Or even yeah. Wyoming and everywhere yeah. else, I think, is only about 10%. So Right. No, it does. Oregon's got like a negative four or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but no, it would be definitely, definitely Colorado. Colorado's got great opportunity. We've had some great hunts in Colorado. And the cool thing is you just pull up to Walmart – walk in any time of the season i mean you don't have to do it before you don't have to do it and grab a tag and go hunting no that's the way to do it i mean i, th- I think a, a fault of mine is probably i just like to do stuff right and even more than being competitive I'm, I'm super curious and like to just to just roll out and try things and and i'm, I'm reluctant to do a ton of research. It's just not, it's just not something I want to spend time doing. I'd rather do my research out and even in the, even in the field and just hopefully figure it out. So it it would seem like Colorado is a great spot to just, um, because it's so big and you have so many options to just, you can, you can dip and and try things. Now, how about navigating from spot to spot in Colorado? That, that, that's not even going to be a problem. If, If you, if you do test the waters and find, Oh, you know, don't see much sign, even though the habitat's great, but I need to get to the next one. Even few of the, the spots are the spots are a little tighter as well. Yeah, no, and then that, that's the neat thing about, I mean, the two things that I tell people is, is uh, and it sounds like a sales pitch, but not, it's, it's Go Hunt and Onyx Maps. And with those two tools, you can pretty much research a whole state, check out exactly where you want, and then check out the terrain and get really, really in-depth to where, how deep you want to go or what the train exactly looks like topographically. And just with those two tools, you can really map out. And I tell everybody at least have three spots. Hmm. I would not, you know, go into a state with um, just one spot saying, okay, this is, I'm going to put my eggs right here in this basket. Definitely. And we've had times too. I mean, I remember a few years ago where we went back into the same spot that we were the year before and we thought it's going to be just lights out. And it, in five days, we killed one elk and had very, very few other encounters. And so we just up stakes and ran clear across the state. We drove 23 hours all night long and all half the next day and pulled up to the trailhead. There was, good, I don't know, 40 rigs maybe with trailer with horse trailers. And, oh, man. And it was like, well, we're here. We got to go. And we hiked in there and, and anyway, we killed two bulls in like three days in there. So it was, it was really, really a lot better, but it was like, okay, this is our second spot. This is where we're headed. So, but I I tell everybody don't go into a spot and just be like, well, there was elk here last year. Or my grandpa said that there was elk here when he hunted here. So there's gotta be elk here, you know, (laughs) do your, yeah. Do your own navigating and your own research a little bit there. And just, I mean, I tell everybody, if you're there two days and you haven't seen 
what you should be seeing, hearing bugles, um, you know, just elk sign, you know, I mean, when you're in elk, you know, if you're not seeing that and it's tough to relevate that from someone back East, this is their first time coming, you know, sure. so it's like they're used to, they're used to whitetails, you know, they go sit in grandpa's tree stand that they've killed one in for the last 20 years. And it's like, uh, no, you got to move. You got to stay mobile. And if they're not around them, you need to go find them. Mm. No, it may, that makes that makes a ton of sense. And um, let me let me ask you about this spot situation. Uh, we all know what the word means, but I don't know if anyone can really like clearly define it. When you're talking about spot, is this um, is this a, a spot in a unit? Is this a particular unit? Uh, could it could it mean a county? I mean, because you know, again, complicating things in Washington, the, the spots are different. And even from early season to late season, you can go to certain you can go to certain spots, but. Uh, uh, so, so is this? Um, if you're pinpointing those 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 waypoints on on your own X map, and, and you're getting getting that going, I mean, about about how great a distance between spots are we talking? In your opinion? Yeah. So what what we did there is honestly we kind of screwed up, and we didn't have another spot just because we were so concentrated on the spot we were the year before, and it was so awesome. And so it's like. Oh man. So right off the bat, we found service at like 10,500 feet and hiked up there and called, started just calling people that we knew at that point. And we got a hold of South Cox actually and said, Hey South, we need, we need some help here. Where do we go in Colorado? <laughs> because our spot was junk. And so we, we learned a lot there, you know, as far as Okay, you need to definitely map out more than one area. And um, in other states we had, but not in Colorado at that time. So so, so picking a spot, I mean, I'm looking for terrain. There's a lot of people that are going to talk, you know, well, you need to have this elevation. They need to be within 6,500 feet. I, I, I've never seen that. I mean, I've hunted a lot of areas that have up to 10,500 to, you know, to 5,000 feet and the elk were exactly where you found them. You know, mm. it didn't seem like <laughs> yeah. there was this, there was this magical uh, elevation that they all just hung out at, you know, and partied. So it's, uh, it's just where you find them, but just spots. We like, we like to do away from the road. So obviously we're looking for more roadless areas is what we're kind of trying to key in on. Um, wilderness areas are great when you can find them. Um, and when it's legal, so like Wyoming, you can't hunt wilderness unless you're with a resident, but um, with his bogus. But uh, that is bogus. anyway. Oh man, you can go, you can fish, you can do, you can camp, you can do anything on wilderness in Wyoming. It's just you cannot hunt unless you're with a resident. So it excludes a lot of awesome area. So yeah, you got to go find a friend over there and befriend them and. Well, is that more? I wonder for, if there's a stipulation. You have to know them for 360 days or something before you could do it. Or I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure exactly what the stipulations are on that. Actually, yeah, that'd be an interesting permission. Can Can you be my friend and and take me into the woods? Can you uh, be my friend? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, that to me seems like it would even be more than anything else is um a way to hook up guides and 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 outfitters more than anything i mean is that is that a tip of the cap yeah yeah, that's what it is it's an outfitter clause that that's been in place for a long time it's to give them work and you know to which is cool on one hand but 
at the same time, when I can go in and fish and take pictures and do all that, it's not the danger thing of the wilderness at that point. You know, it's it's just a revenue thing. So oh, it's, it's, the, it's, the inc- it's, it's inconsistent with other hunting practices, I guess. That That's the rub, I guess. Correct. I guess. I'm pretty sure yeah. a whole bunch of people from King County moved to Wyoming and came up with that law. <laughs> It could be. Stabbing King County, sir. You know, I was I was just watching the politics this morning, so I was a little fired up on the politics. I haven't I haven't done that in a while. Yeah, don't do that. I I gave up. (laughs) Stay away, bud. Stay away. Yeah, stay stay way away from that. But um, yeah, I mean, it 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 seems to be an interesting game to get into. I did want to, you know, and I know that you guys cover cost. Um, and and one other thing is is uh, this isn't an area of grievance, but it's something that I came across. Um, as as I was even trying to, I was watching your guys' series, and then also um, trying to organize this little uh, bear hunt with Jeremy. But I actually found out that I don't know if you know this, but um, uniform service members, uh, at least in Oregon, they can get um, they can get license and tags. Um, at pretty much in, mm-hmm. in-state rates in Oregon. I don't know if that's something that, that you guys knew or, or came across, but um, you know, relatively cheap. I was going to be able to bounce down to Oregon um, for, I think it was 32 bucks for the license and then 16 bucks for the tag. I mean, I could have gotten into a bear um, relatively cheap, and I know as, as, a, as a service, you know, um, my wife, uh, active duty physical therapist, uh, generally um, I can take advantage of a lot of that stuff. So, um that's a pretty cool. Um, that's a pretty cool. Um, pretty cool benefit. I didn't know if um, other states match that. Were you guys have you come across anything like that in your kind of research? We've we've come across a little bit, and that it is one thing when we open up a can of worms and do a whole yeah. video series or even one video on certain. We 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 learn something after the fact a lot of the time, sure. and this was one of those things. That, <laughs> so so yeah, definitely. Um, it, it's it's amazing the opportunity if if you really dive into it active or veteran or there is a lot of those opportunities out there in certain states there are not all of them sure but um but yeah i did learn exactly that actually after the fact of of this whole series and so it would have been something great to throw in there too um but like i said we we didn't know at the time, just like some of the, some of the pricing, you touched on pricing a little bit and, and we were off, I guess, a couple bucks on some of the pricing. Well, obviously everybody's going to call you and tell you, you, you got that wrong, you know, by, you know, by $3 and 75 cents or something like that. And I'm like, hey, we tried, you know, we tried oh. our hardest. Yeah. It's a generalization. Uh, so, generalization. Yeah. yeah. You know, people, yeah. Do, yeah. have you found in your, I mean, you talk about showing up at a hunting spot with a bunch of trailers. I know last time we talked, you had mentioned running into folks that, that watch your show. And then even now, like, you know, people nitpicking a, a resource that's for free that you've developed. Um, are there, I mean, the drawbacks to, I guess, to some degree, I hate to say something like this, the, the drawbacks to fame, the drawbacks to a developing platform. I mean, uh, are are you starting to notice now that, like, to some degree, the honeymoon is is a little bit over. Where now it's like, okay, now there's the, the trolling, the, the the negative aspects of 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 a of a growing platform. Yeah, you know, I think you can dive down that rabbit hole as far as you want to, yeah. but if you come at it with the mind frame of, you know, what that's just going to happen, and and that's what we've done. I mean, we we produced a video. The very first trolling, I would say, that we got, we produced a steelhead video. 
and um, anyway, we just got this drone, right? These drone things. And so we thought it'd be cool for, you know, to follow, to have the drone follow the boat and to see if we could hook a fish while we were having the drone fly over. But anyway, we didn't, you know, Cody got out on the bank and he followed my boat and I never, we never hooked a fish. And we posted that video thinking it was, and it was the most killer footage. It was really awesome. Well, I mean, within 10 minutes of the video coming out, there was emails, there was all sorts of stuff flying that we were, we were spotting fish with a drone and that's illegal and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is going on? That was a cool shot. And so right off the bat, we took the video. I, I got a state police officer buddy and uh, took it to him right off the bat and said, hey, will you watch this, please? Uh, tell us if we did anything illegal because, you know, it's that's just what it is. If, if we did, hey, man, that's that's too bad. And he said, no, because Cody was off. If he would have been in my boat with the controls of the drone, we would have been illegal and under the grounds that we could have technically been spotting fish, which when you're fishing 12 feet deep in muddy yeah. water, it's not real easy to spot fish. It, it was just one of those things. But, yeah, you're going to so get back to your question. Sorry, I just took no. off on that one. But no, <laughs> so to get back to your question, it we, we have seen it. I, I think the more people that follow you and the more – more um, individuals that have actual complaints about certain things or opinions. That's what I'm looking for. You're going to definitely get that. And the, the, we've been blessed with great people that follow us. And so a lot of times if that negative comment comes up, there's a hundred people that are positive, you know, that just say, Hey man, this is, you, you don't, you know, we, we don't really handle those very often just because I think you can, once you start going down that negative road, I think you can really get wrapped up in it. And um, it just doesn't ever end great, you know. Yeah, you seem, it seems like your demeanor also has to have a lot to do with that. I mean, and, and even, even again, going through that, that series you guys just did, uh, just the brief little intros, you you always seem to start the day with like, it's going to happen today. We're going to kill a bull today. Yeah. And, and it seems like if you're positive, you'll stay positive. If you're negative, you'll find it. And, and in either case, you're, you're definitely going to be right about that. Um, it, even, even when you were, did you have that same demeanor when you were working logging crews? I mean, it's just, just something that you, you, you just generally seem to go about things with a positive attitude. I mean, has that been ingrained since sports and a kiddo or, you know, I think, you know, and I do, I think it's a lot of sports. I think I played a lot of team sports back in uh, growing up and stuff. And, and, but especially elk hunting, because we kind of put that into a team sport, honestly, just because we rarely ever hunt individually. It's always in a group of at least three usually, and sometimes up to five people, six people just to accomplish one goal of killing an elk. Sure. You know, so I, I think it is, I think, and, and we've, and we've noticed that too, as far as you get one person on a team, that's just like, this is not going to happen. We've been out here for five days. We haven't seen anything. We haven't heard a bugle, which is oftentimes, you know, on the Oregon coast here, you, you'll go a long time without even hearing anything, you know? So it's one of those things where you definitely, I think everybody's got to be on the same page. And, and uh, the best part about a good team, is everybody picked up the guy that's down, right? So, I mean, um, two years ago, I shoulder-bladed a bull um, in Wyoming, and, man, I was down. I was just, like, down and out. I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, and it was the team that picked me up and said, hey, man, you know, 
you you got to get back on the horse. You've got to you know clear your head and and let's go do this thing. And and so it, it's a it, for us, you can really really I think struggle with internal demons a lot of times. I think and uh, especially if you're coming out west for the first time or you know you've you've never hunted out before it's really easy i think to get that mentality of it's never going to happen you know and then but you guys have experienced it in spades i'm sure that when it does all come together and when it all happens it seems easy it's like that just happened like it took five minutes i did this that and the other it came in i shot it and now i'm done you know, so it, it, it happens so, so fast. Sure. It's, it's a, like golfing. Oh, yeah. In, in Happy Gilmore, <laughs> when he uh, hit that hole-in-one, and they, he goes, oh, you just hit a hole-in-one. And he goes, you mean I don't have to hit a whole bunch of balls in there? No, you're done. He goes, well, I'm just going to do that every time. That's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. We're, we're working on it. And then the the whole Roosevelt issue and, and, you know, doing it in Washington or doing it in Thick Brush like like you guys are out in Oregon, um, uh, mm-hmm. it's got to be tough to keep it. It's one thing to be positive at the start of the day. But uh, doing it, you know, it's 4 o'clock, you haven't heard anything, and you're at the bottom of a drainage that you just thought something might have been down there. Um, is is there a mechanism there or a rally cry? I mean, like I said, with team sports, maybe you have your, your, your team saying your motto for the year. Do you guys take measures before you go out on camp? Like, okay, you know, this is, this is the theme this year, or, or this is, this is, this is going to be the rally cry, or, or is it just, you guys have your same crew that you guys just have your, your, your routine to keep things positive. I mean, do you, do you have mechanisms to defend and to keep that morale up? Yeah, so what we're looking for, honestly, and, and I'll be totally transparently honest, we're we're looking for we call it a win for the day. Okay, so I love it. I'll, and so, and so that's what drives us, and and that win, honestly, could be uh, watching Trevor fall in the creek and getting <laughs> on the camp. You know, that that would be that would be our win for the sure. day. So it's like you know, we're looking for that win. And uh, a lot of times it's, uh, Hey, we got a couple grass for dinner, you know? And, uh, and so we're trying to base a lot of it around film, a lot around showing the hunt and showing the ins and outs and the ups and downs definitely mm. of the hunt. And so we're, so, so we're always looking for, so even sometimes like midday, we'll be like, we haven't got a win today, man, we've got to get a win, you know? Um, and it may be as, as, as minute, as just finding some sign and showing, okay, this is what we're looking for. We're around them now or something, whatever, or a joke someone tells to, you know, make everybody just bust up laughing or something like that. So, so we're always, we kind of all have a common goal of not just obviously killing an elk is the ultimate goal for the day, but we all want to, you know, we all are invested in this in video and, 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 and doing the production side of things. And so we're looking for, we're a win, and and you'll hear us say that a lot behind the scenes. Probably haven't got our win yet today. We got to get our win, you know. And and um, and sometimes it's just just good as seeing one and getting it, especially over here on the Oregon coast and a big Roosevelt or a, even a small one or whatever, you know. And just actually getting camera on it and getting and tied on it and and because sometimes you go days without seeing, you know. It's just it's just the way it goes. So can- if we can get that win. 
Well, you can start a new uh, hashtag, exactly. hashtag finding the W. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. There you go. Exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it, it's tough to find those wins. I mean, like you said, Jeremy was discussing um, success rates. You're talking 10%, 20%. So I guess if, you, if your wins revolve around the process and the experience, I mean, you'll come out, you'll come out, with, um, you'll come out with, with positives for the next one. Uh, you, your best win that didn't revolve around an elk kill on, on your last, on last season's hunt. Oh man. Um, uh, and you would, you would ask that. <laughs> you would ask that. Um, a lot of times for me, <laughs> yeah, in the question. past, I enjoy the, it is a tough question. I'm sure I'm probably going to go, Oh, I wish I would have said that. But, uh, later on when I think about it, even harder. Um, I love the fishing side of things. So there's a couple of years ago that we went into this place into Colorado and hiked back into this one big giant pond. It was a little lake is what it was. And it was so awesome. I always try to take a pole with me if I have a chance that even thinking that there's going to be fish even anywhere around where we're hunting. And so I had a fishing rod and, and caught some giant giant fish i i couldn't get in the channel of the of the lake so i waded out there clear up to my neck and it was super cold oh man it was cold water and i could finally reach the channel with my lure and cast it out there and it was like every cast i caught like a 22 incher and then i would walk it clear back into the bank and drop (laughs) it off walk clear back out there and, um, anyway, then I caught a, a big, you know, like an 18 inch, you know, fish. It was, it was awesome. Um, so I'd say, I'd say that day is a big memory for me. Just, um, it had nothing to do with hunting at all. Well, I guess if you want to call fishing in the way of hunting, but it, it was just, uh, something that separates, I think maybe a little bit from the hunt. And, and, and I don't mean that in a negative sense at all, but something that kind of takes your mind out of, I got to go get an elk. I go, we sure. have to kill. We have to go get an elk. We, you know, sometimes that if you, if you let that consume you too much, I think sometimes it can take away from the fun of it. We're all out there for the same goal, obviously, but it's still hunting and you need to really, I think, put a lot into that whole, um, scenario of just, we are there to hunt, but at the same time, every single time and uh it's easy to get wrapped up in the whole have to kill have to have to be successful and um my new slogan this year is um success is not measured in the punching of a tag at all so very cool that's a good one i'm trying to stick that try yeah definitely because there's i'm i'm emailing a ton of people and talking to a ton of people and it's just like i'm telling them hey Come out if you're going to come out west for the first time. Um, just have fun. Take it all in. Take the whole. I mean, the smell of the air and all of that, and don't get wrapped up in. Hey, I spent this money to kill an elk. By gosh, I'm going to go hell or high water and, and kill an elk. Yeah, you're going to try and you're going to, you know, hopefully succeed and everything. But man, do not think it was a, a botched trip because uh, I didn't shoot an elk. Yeah, I mean, you can so. you can press and and ruin the experience. I mean, it's like um 
you know, I guess in baseball and other sports, sometimes the best way to end a bad streak is to forget about the thing in general and just switch gears, right? So, um, yeah. And and I'll, I'll say a couple cool wins that that we'll get, uh, or at least in my experience. So, trying to convert my family into this hunting situation or, or following me into it as someone who I didn't say I wasn't able to set the precedence. Like I came into this into well into my thirties and I'm trying to figure it out as I go as, you know, as, as an adult, but um, a way to include my family is just to take cool pictures. I mean, everybody, you know, mm-hmm. I love coming home and going through the the photo catalog and, and showing my wife this flower or, or my kids, this bug or, or even Jeremy on our last hunt, just, I was amazed at how um, where were we between we were between we were between two big old mountains and it was amazing to me how we could be hiking about and then all of a sudden these giant mountains would just pop out you know um, so yeah. wh- whether it's the scenery or, or the critters about um, just pr- break breaking the monotony with with something different can probably just clear your mind to make a better decision rather than to be to be pressing that nothing good's happening. That, that's a hundred percent the truth. And, and I think we learn that every, you know, every year for me, I guess it's when I'm coaching my kids at sports, you know, and I want them to do better. So we'll practice all day and then, okay, get home. You need to start throwing the ball around or, or whatever it may be. And then they're just like, dad, I am not, I'm burned out. I do not, you know, it's, it's pushing our kids sometimes to do the things that you're just like, you want to do maybe more than more than they want to do, you know, and sometimes you have to step back. I think and just go, you know, you're right. Uh, just do what you want to do. You're, you're 12 years old, you know, for crying out loud. So. Well, I had a fun experience. Definitely. My, um, my eight year old, we were coming back from the ferry, um, from Orcas and I'm, He's going to be going into third grade, but he's not. Oh, yeah. He's not a very proficient shoe tire, if you can imagine this. So I'm like, "You're going to tie shoes on this damn ferry," and uh, I made him practice on my shoes, and he was just getting frustrated and frustrated, and 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 he was getting angry. Uh, he couldn't get it, and then he finally just ho hummed it, threw something, and went off. And then he came back. And I'm like, "Hey, man." Um, I'm not mad 